Hi, my name's Mackenzie, and happiness is living your truth. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Everyone has had such good answers. So what do you, do you care to expand? Like, what do you mean living your truth? So I think living your truth just means living a life that is authentic, that you're proud of, and that makes you happy, and not really worrying about what other people think about your life choices <laughs> or if they're traditional or not, or, you know, it's just all about being who you are and living that every day. That's awesome. I feel like that's a really hard thing to do for a lot of people. So are there any ways in particular that you work that into your daily life or, you know, do you have any practices or any mindsets or anything that you just do every day to, to remind you of that truth? Yeah, so I think it's just, it comes with time, and it's also confidence, too. So if you're not too confident about your job or whatever it is that may not be so traditional, your beliefs, whatever other practices you have, just your lifestyle, I think just that, that happens with time, just getting more confident and feeling more comfortable in your, in your skin and in your, in, in, in your life um, and who you are. So just kind of reminding yourself of that. Everyone else is living their life, so why would you not? Why would you try to change yourself or do something just to please someone else who is living their own life in a way that they want to? Like, no one, you know, no one's stopping their life for me. Why would I stop doing what I like for, for them? Yeah, I think it's so hard <laughs> to remember that. I think it's so hard, one, for a lot of people to find their truth and know that truth mm -hmm. like who are you really but we can come back to that because yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to but I think so many other people do live their lives for other people you know and like especially in today's busy society it's like I have to get this done for my boss and I have mm -hmm. to get this done for my kids and not that that's a bad thing but I feel like you just lose yourself in that whole process yeah, because at the end of the day, no one else has to live your life but you. So if you're doing it for somebody else or for other reasons that aren't sitting right with you or aren't authentic to you, then at the end of the day, what do you really have? You're living your life for, for somebody else or, or in some other person's, um, for someone else's mm -hmm. like rules or guidelines. Yeah, but I feel like that does come with like, getting to know yourself and you know I'm not sure that that's something that a lot of people really know how to do because I think we have so many diversionary things in our lives like people go to drugs or alcohol or mm -hmm. like some other sort of thing and I think it's all escapism to like get away from yourself even social media and I was saying to someone the other day like I need to be more present because I would be on the couch with the TV. I'm looking at my phone and yeah. like the computer and it's like, that's dissociation. I'm like getting, not connecting with myself. So do you feel like you've always known who you are or like, is this something that has developed for you over time and into adulthood? Yeah. So I think def it's definitely time. <laughs> I think with everything it's time, just like, and I mean, I'm still learning and I'm still growing, but I feel like 
especially over these past few months in quarantine, it's shown me what is really important. It's also given me a lot of time to kind of turn inward and not have so many of those distractions. So just kind of coming to terms with, you know, some family stuff, some other things that, you know, come up when thinking about living your truth and, and making decisions that are for you and nobody else. So just giving yourself time to connect with yourself, trying a bunch of different things if you're unsure about what it is that you like or what it is that makes you you, but it all just happens with time. And I think one of the best things that you can do is just give yourself moments of like reflection and turning inward. So whatever that means for you, if that means journaling, if that means trying something that scares you or trying something new for the first time, just giving yourself like these little moments to to explore. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of journaling. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like it's one of the best mm-hmm. ways to know yourself because it's right there in front of you on totally. paper. But yeah, I mean, there are so many tactics tactics to be able to go within and you and I met through yoga Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's one of my favorite ways to go within and like really just find my center and it sounds so cliche for yogis to say but it is really true you know I feel like I've always been on a very introspective quest but that has really like made it a a very strong one when Mm -hmm. I started my yoga practice Have you found that in yoga? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's kind of what started it in a way. I mean, we're all, like, we're learning about ourselves from the day that we're born. Yeah. (laughs) As we're growing. But um, when I really started to kind of connect with myself and, I don't know, kind of go on, like, a a more spiritual journey, too, um, it was when I started to practice yoga more consistently. So, the first time that I took the yoga class, I was so like in love with it. I got obsessed right away. Like I just felt like, oh wow, this is something that I've been missing out on this whole time. This is this is amazing. And just right away, like being able to kind of lose yourself in a practice, but at the same time find yourself, which yeah. sounds so <laughs> cheesy, but it's like I don't know, just like moving your body, but in such a mindful way, like you're focusing on the poses, but then certain things come up, certain lessons come up in different poses that you want to get out of, or you're like, really loving a certain shape. And I don't know, there, I could talk on and on about all of that. But just even like energetically too, like now that I am deeper into my yoga practice and, and my own spiritual practices aside from yoga, it's also about the emotional body and like the energy in your body that you're moving and exploring in yoga as well so I feel like all of that kind of comes up too whether you're aware of it or not like yeah. whether you know what that is yet so yeah yoga is definitely something that I can do if I'm upset if I'm depressed if I'm happy if mm-hmm. I'm just whatever I don't I don't want to move but I just know that like after I take a class I'm gonna feel so much better I'm definitely not gonna feel worse than when yeah. I, I than before taking a class so it just it definitely has helped with my growth and like becoming who I am yoga is definitely part of who I am and my and how I identify same same here for sure I know when I first took my when I took my first class 
Uh, my first class is actually Bikram yoga, which mm-hmm. I like became obsessed with right away. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I did not go to his teacher training <laughs> or whatever, which is, you know, a whole other story. Yeah. But eventually I moved to like my first vinyasa class and I loved it right away. But I never thought I would go through a teacher training or like do anything like that. But I feel like it just awakened another part of me. And it came into like the opportunity to do it came into my life when I needed it to, you know. And I feel like it just, I've always been very spiritual, but it showed me another layer to spirituality that has remained very dear to me (laughs) and is a part of me, you know, because I feel like when you, especially in yoga, they say like, oh, find yourself. And I think that that's a hard concept to swallow, (laughs) but as you continue, you start to understand it, you know, which is. I guess they say that too, like when you need to know, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the most annoying answer to give people, like if, they're, if they have a question or like, because I've been doing like oracle readings and Reiki and mm. things like that. And I always try to preface like, come into this with an open mind, an open heart, no expectations, allow yourself to just explore whatever this is for you. And the answer may not come to you right away. Maybe it's something that comes to you weeks after this session or it comes to you in a way that is actually a lot more work than you thought it was going to be. So I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, can we talk about like kind of your journey towards Reiki and like other healing modalities and even like I know you're very – I don't know, what would you say, like Wiccan, is that, or you follow those kind of, yeah, so, not following the guides, but like, right. just the, the seasons and like all of that kind of stuff, how did you learn, or come to find interest in all of that? So yoga definitely was a starting point. I feel like all of these things are always like inside of you and it mm-hmm. just takes like that one thing to kind of like pull it out. So yoga was definitely like the start of realizing that there was some type of spirituality outside of religion because I've never been really religious. Um, and you, and in yoga, you can be of any religion. Yoga isn't a religion. It's more of a philosophy and, and a teaching. Mm-hmm. So um, that really resonated with me um, that really anyone could practice this type of spirituality. So that really opened it up. And then just recently over quarantine, I started to dive deeper into Reiki energy healing and got my um, level two attunement and and certification. And these were all things, and then started offering Oracle readings for people. These were all things that in a way I had already been practicing on myself or Mm -hmm. had already been a part of, but it just kind of happened naturally where I said, oh, you know what, I think I wanna offer this for other people. So just not really forcing it, just allowing my practice to blossom. And then when I felt called to it, deciding to offer that for other people. So I don't really follow any type of specific religion, but Mm -hmm. if I were to put some label on it, I definitely resonate more with paganism. So that's just really any type of religion or belief system that really follows nature versus one one god or um, more of a traditional religion like Catholicism or Judaism. So really just 
connecting with Earth and following the um, pagan wheel of the year, all of the holidays that are basically around like different harvests and, and seasonal changes and just being able to connect to Earth in a really spiritual way um, and just understanding that we are part of all of that. Like, yeah. All of that is inside of us and we are also that. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so that's really what, if I had to like wrap everything up in one label, I guess it all kind of falls under paganism just because it is something that isn't traditional. There's no real set of rules. There are certain rituals and celebrations, but you know, it's not about like you're going to hell if you do this <laughs> or you're going to heaven if you do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like how broad it is. I like that it can be whatever whatever it means to you. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's another thing that comes with conscious thought. Like we forget that we are cycles and we're part of the mm-hmm. universe and people think or a lot everyone thinks that we're separate from all of that. And like we are not nature and we're different than animals like we're not (laughs) we're really not and I think that that kind of mentality separates us from finding our truth and Mm -hmm. also just separates us from ourselves and being able to be a part of and take care of our planet (laughs) yeah it's interesting because like I'm sure everyone has their own experience but what I've been hearing from like a lot of people, the common thing with like this whole quarantine and the pandemic is that it's shown them what they really want and need out of life to be happy. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times it's a lot simpler than, than maybe they had thought before. So just putting more, uh, more value in nature and alone time and, and having a little bit of space of your own or, or some practice that you can do or some hobby that you can do anywhere you know like like yoga you don't have to go to a physical studio to practice you're you can practice non-physical like not asana you can practice other types of other um components of yoga it's just I don't know like things are are so simple I think we have all these distractions especially being in New York City there's so much going on yeah a lot of us are rushing a lot of us are freelancers and we're just like juggling a lot of things Um, So the pandemic was like a forced pause. And I think a lot of us are seeing the things that make us happiest are so simple. And it's things that we've, I know this is going to, again, sound so funny, but it's like, it was within us all along. Like it was the things that we possessed inside of us. We just needed to explore. We just needed to kind of turn inward and and, you know, embrace it a bit more. Yeah. Listen to it. It's true. Why do all the, like, spiritual phrases always sound so cheesy? I know. It was meant to be and in there all along, you know. But it's all true. But once you experience (laughs) it in an authentic way, not forced or, you know, you just things come to you without without you even realizing it or asking for it and then you're like oh I guess it really was meant to be or you know these little things start to actually ring true yeah I think everyone has had some sort of like synchronicity or coincidence where they're Mm -hmm. like okay that was like divinely orchestrated you know I love when those happen (laughs) it's like oh I'm on the right path okay exactly (laughs) but yeah It's like, 
it's so interesting because I feel like when people find their truth, it's like just such an expansive feeling. Like mm-hmm. you do feel connected to everything and able to perceive things in a different way. And yeah, I think the pandemic really has forced that on a lot of people. Yeah. But it's interesting because in my meditation practice, I've really been sitting and trying to be present. That's like my biggest thing. And you start to separate from the mind because I feel like in my meditation, I would sit there and be like, oh, okay, listen to the car or listen to mm-hmm. the water instead of like just listening <laughs> to the water, you know? Uh-huh. And it does, I don't know, it just brings another layer to something that the mind is blocking us from in some way. <laughs> And it's cool when you can tap into that and you connect to it. And it's kind of exciting, too, because it's like this whole other layer of being. Yeah. That you you realize that you were just walking around the city and going to this bar and whatever. Not that any of these things are bad, but, like, you realize that there's this whole other, like, layer of, of like, life and existence (laughs) that... Yeah. Like, you're just in your head all the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... You said a few minutes ago, like, learning how to be alone. And I feel like even when we're alone, we're never alone. Because our inner voice is, like, always saying something. Like, that's not your truth, I don't think. That's, like... Sometimes it's the ego. Yeah. And I feel like the inner voice is, like, a voice that's gathered from things that you hear and learn around you it's not you you know I like that actually just got chills that makes a lot of sense because even you said before too like we're learning ourselves from a young age but I feel like we always we've always known ourselves it's the the outside noise I was I read something or someone said something to me that was like along the lines of like you're not discovering yourself like you're or you're not becoming who you were meant to be you're just returning back to who you've always been something like that like yeah we're not becoming who we're meant to be it's like we started off being who we were meant to be and, and ourselves yeah and then other things started to pile onto that and shift our perspective and and we made different choices in life and heard different things and we're taught certain things and then I feel like now like I'm I just turned 28 I'm, I'm, I'm almost 30 and I do believe that like when people say 30s are like where it's at I believe that because the closer I get to 30 the more and more I'm like shedding these layers of myself that were just not necessarily bad but just like more superficial or like mm-hmm. are just no longer serving me and I'm getting closer and closer to like who I am at my core and I really like her like she's kind of <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah no it's so true like I feel like literally when I turned 30, my life changed, you know, and you know, it's taken a little bit. I feel like I'm finally also at that place where I'm like, this is me Mm -hmm. and this is who I am. And yes, I still have a little work to do, but I'm like, this is, this is it, you know, and I'm happy with, with what it is. Whereas before I don't feel like I was ever happy, you know? I had happy moments, but I wasn't happy, you know? Yeah, and and that's why, for me, like, happiness really is, like, living your truth, because, and I know it takes time to figure out what that is, but you don't, sometimes you don't even have to label it, you don't have to label it, like, oh, well, my thing is, I do, I practice yoga, and I am, and I am this job, like, 
it's actually living your truth is just like who you are without any of the labels like yeah. just your spirit at its fullest at yeah. its core yeah that's the thing I think people I hate I don't want to generalize or sound like I'm putting people down because we've all been in that yeah. kind of state where it's like that's a hard thing to grasp Mm-hmm. And the mind labels because that's how it, like, quantifies everything, yeah. you know. And it's more for other people. Like, if I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yoga teacher, you know. Uh-huh. That's just what the mind does. But it's not you. <laughs> for sure. And, like, going back to when we're babies, like, we come out and there's no nothing going on up yeah. here, you know. It's just pure... It doesn't come out like, oh, fuck, you know, yeah. this shit again. Here we go. It's just but... a soul living inside of a baby's body. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, like, that's that's us, you know. Mm-hmm. So try being like a baby. <laughs> I don't know how you could try it, but <laughs> lay down on your back a little bit and do, do happy baby. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's all, uh, it's all interesting stuff. Do you feel like living in New York has made it more difficult to find your truth or has it made it easier in some way? Because everyone here is just like doing their own thing, yeah. you know? I, so a few things. I think one, well, when I moved here, I think I was 22. So just already being in the city for, wait, 22, 20, yeah, I was 22. <laughs> Six I don't know. Years, don't, but... don't, don't quote me on this, but <laughs> I've been in the city for almost five years. I think I moved here when I was around 22, but anyhow, my point to that is, so definitely just like time passing, five years living somewhere, you, you learn stuff and you grow just as a person, but I really put a lot of that on moving to the city. Like, I think even, even if I could have grown five years somewhere else, I think New York City one, I feel like I've been here for 10 years. I feel like I've been here for double that just because of the way that this city is and the people for a good reason. I feel like I've just learned so much here about life, about myself, about other people and have been exposed to so many different things than, than I maybe I would have never gotten to or realizations I would have never came to if I had lived somewhere else or you know maybe it would have taken me 30 years to find out some of these things but definitely living in New York City you're surrounded by so many different people like you said everyone's doing their own thing which is really inspiring it really does inspire you to live your truth or at least go on the journey of figuring out what that is because you have people just like trying to make it in their dream career or or start their own business or they're just you know, they're, they're trying to get new inspiration for a creative project, whatever it is, like, everyone's just so interesting here. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think it takes a lot of courage to live in this city. I think the people who live here and the people who are drawn to New York City are really special people, and I'm so, like, grateful that I've been surrounded by them, and just, like, the energy in this city. Yeah. Um, so all of that is amazing, and I wouldn't, trade any of that for the world but I feel like now that I've kind of five years have passed and I and I feel like I've learned a lot from the city I feel like I'm kind of I I I did what I needed to do here so I definitely am open to like moving somewhere where I have more space and like going back to more of like a 
nature setting. So, you know, because there are a lot of distractions here. And I do think it's hard because everything is so fast-paced. It's all of this, like, masculine energy. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of that feminine energy to kind of balance it out. So, yeah, I think it is really hard to remember that when you're here, <laughs> when you're always on the go. It's, it, it is hard to give yourself a chance to pause or to, like, let yourself think, not, not distracting yourself. You, you know, sit with, sit with things that are uncomfortable because I can, you know, go to a bar at, like, three, any time, really, I can walk by a bodega, get, like, a bunch of snack, junk food, and just, like, come home and, like, you know, like, <laughs> drown my, drown my thoughts in, like, junk food and, and, yeah. and take out, and, or I can go see a show, and, I mean, not now, but, like, you know what I mean, there's just so many things going on that, like, you can really let yourself get lost in it for good or for bad. Yeah, it's true. I feel like when I first moved here, some people might yell at me for this, but I call myself a native New Yorker, even though I'm from <laughs> Long Island, but some people are like, only Manhattanites are native New Yorkers, <laughs> but I moved from Long Island to Queens, which is only like a 40 minute jump for me, but it was still so different coming here, and like, I'm such a homebody to begin with, and I would stay home, but, like, feel guilty about staying home, you know, because so there's true. so much going out, going on out there, and I don't want to feel guilty when I'm staying home, yeah. you know, so you feel like you have to be a part of this, like, crazy energy, and it's easy to lose yourself, or get, just get wrapped up in it, exactly. you know. It's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Like, I agree with you on that, like, you, you maybe you just want to stay inside and, and you know, do whatever, whatever the fuck you want to do at home, whatever it is that you do at home, that's what you want to do, but then you see, like, every, because you can literally just look outside of your window and see, like, people walking on the street and, like, going out yeah. and, like, coming home from, like, a fun night, which is, which is also what makes this city so cool, you feel like you're part of something, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I just want, I don't know, I don't want to look at that, I just want to, like, look at some trees and, like, yeah, stay at home and, like, I don't know, cast some spells, do some yoga, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things, though, is at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, I love hearing people, like, yelling on my street. I always listen. <laughs> oh, my God. We've seen so many people break up in front of our apartment. We have a first-floor apartment in Astoria, and we, we've we seen breakups. We've seen – we've actually – this isn't funny. We've seen some domestic abuse. Ooh. We've seen, like, a lot of drama on our street. We've yeah. seen, like, people fighting. We've seen people making out. <laughs> We've seen a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm up on the third floor, so I don't see as much as I hear, but I've heard some pretty <laughs> funny things. Like, I always just listen. Whenever I hear someone yelling, I go to my bedroom window, and I'm like, what's happening? Me too. I'm so nosy. I love Me too. what's going on with my neighbors. <laughs> Me too. And I don't know why when people, like, argue, it just... I, I like listening to it. Well, it brings of, me some sort of joy <laughs> for some reason. In the middle of the night, we've, we've had people, like, arguing or talk, we're just talking in front of our window, and what we've done is we've just, like, rolled up our window and put our heads <laughs> out, and we're in the middle of the conversation, and just be like, hey, do you guys mind, like, we're trying to sleep, thanks, and we're just, like, scooting over, and because they can't, they don't even notice that we're there, I guess they don't really see through the window, yeah. so they just think that because they're outside... I don't know. And yeah. Then they get really. Oh, oh sorry. They, they, they get embarrassed. They 
didn't even realize that you were that someone lived there. That's hysterical. <laughs> Maybe you may have like saved some domestic situations yeah. by asking them to move Listen, down I'm, a little. I'm a snitch. I definitely called the cops yeah. on like stuff that I've seen out there. Like uh, I would too, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I called the cops once in Astoria. I was driving home and from the happy house and mm-hmm. some guy was beating the shit out of someone so I called oh the God. cops and then I looked on the citizen app and the cops had arrived and I was like okay. I made the citizen <laughs> app <laughs> have you ever downloaded that I've never downloaded I've Don't. heard about it though yeah yeah <laughs> it's I've awful heard, I've heard that it just makes you more like scared and paranoid yeah like you think you live in a nice safe neighborhood mm-hmm. and then it's like gunshots two feet away from your front oh, door <laughs> yeah it's not worth it but Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just, it's an amazing city, but it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Being spiritually in tune, in my opinion, you're more inclined to like energies and absorbing, which is probably why I stay home all the time. But like, you know, it's just a lot to deal with. So yeah, it it is because it's like you're collecting everyone's energy. And I know things are different now that we're indoors more. But before all of this, just like your subway ride, you're around so many people, your commute, just walking to get to wherever it is that you need to go. And you're just like picking up people's energy. And I don't know, at the end of the day, I would just like throw my clothes off, take a shower <laughs> the minute I got home, just wash it all off mm-hmm. physically and, and and energetically. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, it's like, it's, it is really exhausting. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I feel like I had a lot of different layers of blockage mm-hmm. <laughs> that I feel like I also had to learn how to shed and be like okay this is me I will absorb energy and that's fine but I used to try and hide it with like food I was a huge pothead for many many years mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> instead of maybe finding solace and more spiritual rituals to help me like get rid of it I would just kind of block it out with that kind of external stuff but it's like you're just hurting yourself you know (laughs) and I feel like that's easier said than done though because even if you know what's going to make you feel good in a healthy way I feel like we don't usually pick that option because we're already in such like a heavy dark place Mm -hmm. that you either for whatever reason whether it's because you want to further punish yourself if it's Mm -hmm. that kind of psychological thing or you just don't think you deserve it or it's just too exhausting to like do the thing that yeah. you know is going to help you. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have experienced the same thing. Like I've had, you know, seasons of depression and you know, all of that is just like a cycle, but when I'm in it, it's so hard to pull yourself out of it. And like, I know that, yeah, practicing yoga and maybe eating something that's like really nourishing and nutritious it's not going to fix the problem but it's going to make it more bearable and it's also just gonna maybe help me get out of it faster or I don't know just at least for like a a moment or two I know those things are going to be good for me in some way but then I don't do them I'm like I, I you know when you're in when you're in it when you're in the difficult time the last thing you want to do is do something that you know is going to be good for you. And I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe a psychologist can tell us. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather, like, go to the bodega and get, like, a huge bag of chips and just sit and, like, binge watch something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be really beneficial. Sometimes that can be fun. 
but in your the back of your head, you know that you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole. Yeah. In my case, I just felt like it was so much easier to, mm-hmm. like, not do anything. And yeah. it was so much easier to, especially when I moved here, I could call the weed man and he came and, like, we became friends or still friends. <laughs> so, like, if you're listening, weed man. Yeah. <laughs> he would just come and, like, we would hang out and, like, the weed would just land in my lap. And it was so easy to mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff and because I feel like I would just try to do so much and I would burn out. So now I feel like it's easier if you work those. It's okay if you want to go to the bodega and get yeah. snacks sometimes. So like you have to work it into exactly what you're doing instead of like having a huge chunk of time just kind of fall to that, I think. Totally. And it's the mindset too. Like I can be in a really good place and eat that bag of chips, drink a bottle of wine, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that was fun. That was like a nice little like, moment yeah (laughs) but if your mindset is like man I'm so depressed and like you know in the back of your head that it's just gonna dig you deeper but then you do it anyways it's almost like a self-sabotage kind of thing or distractions because I feel like in those cases like it's just easy to snowball and like continue those habits and those things and it's such a vicious cycle because those types of things really do make you feel worse. The longer you do it, I mean. Exactly. If you're doing it continuously. But I feel like that's also part of finding your truth is Mm -hmm. like, like you said, just going with the cycles and like sometimes you don't feel like (laughs) going outside and frolicking. You want to stay (laughs) home and and eat that, those chips and get crunk and watch TV, (laughs) you know? that's a cycle and then the next day you go back out and do what you gotta do and the ebb and flow of the universe is always happening and I think a lot of people try to shut that off as well or try to fight it yeah and just go with the flow or the ebb and not the flow Uh (laughs) you know always pushing and trying to get the next thing done it's a balance just like everything it all comes down to balance and I find like the sooner you realize that, like, life is just about balancing and about, like, going with the flow and the ups and downs, the easier life is going to be and the happier you'll probably be. Just because it's not to say that, like, bad times aren't going to come. They're going to come. But it's, like, acknowledging that, like, shitty times are around the corner. Yeah. (laughs) And they always are. Exactly. But just also knowing, like, some really good times and some really normal times are around the corner. So it's just like, yeah, it's just like a bunch of ups and downs and you're going to get through it one way or the other. You just got to sit with it. Yeah. What do you think about those like false positivity wellness yogis who are like, oh, you know, keep calm and carry on or like love and light. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a whole other kind of spirituality movement that makes it a little more difficult for, like, I don't want to say true spirituality, but, like, kind of to, like, come through because I feel like it's a lot of shortcuts and people thinking they have to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know this podcast is called Happiness Is, but I feel like it's, like, the proverbial, like, your happiness, not, like, oh, I'm smiling and, you know. Yeah. Sorry to wrap up, but what do you think no, about no, no, all that no, kind of no, stuff? I think that's great. And because a lot of that is just like 
superficial because if you're just at the surface layer telling yourself that you're happy and I mean and that's not to say that like positive thinking and mantras and intention setting and vision boards yeah. aren't aren't going to work. It, I think that's a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's about like just yeah, like just smile. <laughs> or like yeah. just live, laugh and love. I mean yeah. it's like, well no. I mean to get to be really happy, sure, some of those things might happen, but it's a lot deeper than that. And like the sooner you dig into that stuff that's like maybe a little more uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know like who's who who's experienced a therapy session but if you think about like a therapy session it's it can be really painful it can be really uncomfortable but a lot of times after not maybe not just the first session but after you know a certain amount of time you're like wow I'm so glad I got that off my chest I feel so much better and lighter and happier mm-hmm. after working through that so you know it, it's it's work and it's about also acknowledging that like we're humans we're not like a yoga teacher a reiki practitioner anyone in the spiritual or or wellness world isn't like this holy being like everyone is so human and that's what makes spirituality really cool is that it's for everybody and it and it and it can be whatever it is that you need it to be Mm -hmm. and it's not fake it's just it just it just is it just exists and it, and it exists whether you curse at someone on the subway it exists if you you know helped an old lady across the street yeah. like <laughs> yeah I like I curse like a sailor and I consider myself a very spiritual person yeah. but like that kind of stuff and like going back to positive thinking like uh-huh. I feel like in the proper way that doesn't include negative thinking because mm-hmm. you're just kind of and I hate to divide positive and negative because yeah. at the end of the day it's just thoughts really. exactly. <laughs> but it's like the positive thinking is a way that you can apply to your so-called negative thoughts I think it's not yeah. just telling you to slap a sticker on it <laughs> and continue on you know and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that the work is a huge part of it. And, like, if you really do want to find that core peace and that core happiness, you have to put the work in. Yeah. That's just something that more people need to realize. Because everything is everything that's offered today is, like, a quick fix for something, for you know? For sure. And I think in most things in life, you have to work for it, so. Yeah, and I think with a lot of these, like, positivity instagram accounts or or (laughs) teachers or whoever it is it's you're basically promoting something that's not real that's not obtainable and so people think well what's wrong with me why can't i like you know well if you want a happy life just think happy just think positive yeah you know it's not fair to tell people that like all you have to do is think positive and just just be happy and i i just think that a lot of people are going to find a lot of unhappiness by trying to search for something that doesn't really exist. I mean, Mm -hmm. happiness in that sense exists in moments, but it's not life. Like we're human, (laughs) life happens. We don't live in that type of world. So I don't think it's fair to, to kind of paint this picture. And then it almost seems, and then I feel like people feel guilty too, because, well, why don't I feel happy? But it's my fault. Maybe I'm yeah. not thinking positively enough. 
Yeah, I feel like it starts, I call them the why can't I's, because it's like, why can't I just be happy, yeah. you know? And I feel like it's shutting off this other side of you that is there too and exists and wants attention also. And not only wants it, it needs it. When you start to ignore that piece of yourself, that's, it manifests in the ways that we were just talking about, like Mm -hmm. depression or wanting to smoke weed or binge eat or whatever Mm -hmm. you, what have you, you know, there's a million different ways it can manifest, but that's why we got to look at ourselves as a whole being. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Enough with the divisive stuff, I think. We, everything in, in this world is so divisive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always polarities, but we should try and move towards the center. I agree. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to go into, like, politics and stuff, but that's the most blatant example that two sides are just so polar you know there's it doesn't work because there's nothing in the middle (laughs) I absolutely agree yeah (laughs) but that we'll leave it at that (laughs) on the politics because that could be a whole other podcast so yeah I feel like live your truth go with the flow find some balance (laughs) maybe try yoga (laughs) Charm healing. I don't <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Or? Not that I could think of now. <laughs> no, not that I can think of. Yeah, thank you so much, Mackenzie. This was a good convo. Thanks for having <laughs> me. This was fun. Yes, it was. I'm glad that you could join me. I'm glad to see you in person. <laughs> I guess we'll end it there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yes, I. Let us feel fun in every situation. Don't want this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? Hey, hey. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Mackenzie. Um, again, we had a great time. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that living in your authenticity is super important and you know, whatever it takes to get there. (laughs) If you look at people around you, what are they interested in? What kind of things do they lean towards? Like, notice that about yourself. And that's how you really find your soul's purpose and what you're here to do. And, and you can kind of sink into that authenticity naturally. And I think that really goes back to the eight of pentacles that we were talking about in the beginning, just like, putting yourself in, getting out what we're here for, what we came here for as individual souls. But anyway, (laughs) it is post-show time and it's time to talk about three things that are pissing me off, all in the name of balance. Talk about happiness for an hour. Now let's talk about things that are annoying for 15 minutes. We got to put some of it in there. (laughs) Okay. The first thing that is pissing me off is nail polish. I hate nail polish. Like I love to paint my nails, but it just, it chips like three days later. Why am I paying for a manicure? Why am I paying for a bottle of nail polish at the store when it's literally going to come off in like three hours. Riddle me that, S-C and O-P-I. <laughs> We're on to your tricks. 
Yeah, it's really goddamn annoying. And then it just destroys the crap out of my nails. And I'm such a nail polish peeler, so it's really bad. But you know what? It is what it is. My nails are fine. They're just a little flimsy. And I'm going to keep painting my nails, but I'll just have you know that it pisses me off. <laughs> okay, that was a short one. Number two is... What's number two? Sorry to all the gents. Actually, I'm not sorry because you should know this. The number two is my period. It's pissing me off. It just always comes at the worst times. I mentioned in the beginning that I'm going away. So, of course, this is coming like as I'm getting ready to go away. I'm supposed to have it on my vacation. And I kid you not, literally every time I'm tra traveling for an extended period of time, I get it. So, uh, F you, period. Also, F you for making me want the most random foods and want them hard because I hate it. <laughs> I, I just become a bottomless pit. So triple F you. Uh, I know I'm not pregnant. You don't have to rub it in my face and be such a dick about it, okay? <laughs> All right, that's number two. Nail polish and period. We're on a great roll here. The last thing that's pissing me off today is... Customer service music, not the people. I always have very nice experiences with customer service people. They're pleasant, had great conversation. One man told me that he loved the way I talk, and I love the way he talks because he was from somewhere in the South, and we just had a great combo. People are lovely. The hold music, on the other hand, is like... A literal earworm. I had to call my bank today to get a replacement for my debit card and I don't know why I'm on hold. They're playing the sax solo. Who even knows who recorded it? Maybe Kenny G. <laughs> the sax song is playing over and over and then they trick you. The, like the automated bitch comes back on and she's like, oh, Someone will be right with you. But every time she comes on, it sounds like someone's picking up. So you're like, <gasps> and then it's her. And then the sax solo starts from the top. And it's just like, no, <laughs> no. Who picked this song? Like, you want customer service to be a pleasant experience for your customers. And this is just like torture by sax solo. So, yes, <laughs> those are the three things that really ground my gears today or this month. Who knows when they pissed me off, but they did at some point during the past few weeks. And, yeah, I'll leave you there on a positive note. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying all of the episodes. I can't wait to hear from you. I wish I had a better sign-off than that, but until I become a more seasoned podcaster, we'll have to make do. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much again. And until next time, later gators. Happiness Is is recorded by Lisa Samuels from Long Island, New York. Theme music. 
music is Let Me Feel Fine by Don Valdez featuring M to Say. Please send all email submissions to lisa at happinessispod.com. That's lisa, L-I-S-A, at happinessispod.com. For all other inquiries, please visit our website at happinessispod.com. Until next time, peace out, Cub Scouts. Good vibration, you know?